from the You Like Me. Right now, You Like Me studios in Austin, Texas. I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and this show has everything. And by everything, I mean everything Oscars. That's right. Your fearless pop culture reporters are going to walk you through this weird and wild Oscar season with some wishes, some predictions, and some memories. It's our favorite season, after all. Here with me to break it down, I have my fellow Oscar obsessive in the I'm the King of the World studios in Linwood, Washington. It's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hi, Christy. Hello. <laughs> That's a perfect one. <laughs> I know. I know. I thought about doing the like... Um, Anne Hathaway when she says it came true uh, but that's so dorky that I like couldn't handle <laughs> yeah, it that's too much <laughs> um, okay it's just the two of us we're we're the only two Oscar dorks so I think everybody decided to take the week yeah, they're like <laughs> about this peace topic. out y'all can take this one um, but as usual we'll do some small talk mailbag medium talk Tishi recommends and how you can get involved and with that Christy take us into some award-winning small talk Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know what award small talk would win. Listen, I went to a liberal arts college. I feel like I'm really good at small talk, so maybe I could yeah. win an award for it. <laughs> um, this is our small talk where this week we have an announcement. We decided on our book club book. Yay. Woohoo! So this is a shout out to Megan Keene. She's the one that picked it. Um, we are going to be reading... Hollywood Homicide by Kelly Garrett. And it's K-E-L-L-Y-E if you have to look it up in. The most complicated way to spell Kelly I've ever seen, (laughs) but God bless. We're very excited and we decided that our May 17th show will be when we discuss this book. Yes. So download it or buy it from anyone but Amazon. Um, Yes. We'll put a link in the show notes of places to get it that are not Amazon. Yeah. And um, I'm excited. And it fits in with today. We didn't even think about that. Hollywood. No, very Hollywood. It is not based on the um, Harrison Ford. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was the other guy's name? We discussed Uh, him. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. It's not, it's not based on that uh, 2003 movie. I remember it came out like the year that I moved to Hollywood and I was like, Oh, yes. and it's not, I don't think it's very good. That probably didn't win an award, any awards. I, right? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe Harrison Ford's earring won an award, but that's about the extent of it. <laughs> this is more, um, I mean, just from the cover and reading the synopsis, this is more, um, Hillary's horny corner than yes. ha- Harrison Ford action, which yes. I'm very excited about. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. I'm very excited about it. I, um, we will put links like Christy said, but, um, I downloaded it from the Libby app from the Austin Me Public too. Library, and I downloaded the Audible version because I'm I'm not lazy. I just like to do I like to multitask, so it just makes things easier for me. But um, yeah, so but it's it's readily available in many many formats. Well, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to be a mom and have time to like sit down with the actual book. I know. And I need to play Candy Crush when I'm winding down. Yes. Night, so it's hard. To Come on. <laughs> and you can play Candy Crush and listen to it. That's uh, exactly. Best. This is why TikTok really hasn't like taken off for me. I mean, I enjoy an occasional TikTok. My um, my niece, Emma, has some really good dance TikToks that I like, like to watch. But you have to like fully be watching that. Yep. Nope. You can't, can't do other do things. I, I just I like can't. that Missy and Colleen like cultivate it for us. Like <laughs> no. give us exactly what we need to see. 
I can't. I can't. I don't have time to search around for it. Tell me, no. like, show me something hilarious that I will watch. I don't. It, but honestly, get it. Like, I might I know, be too I old know. for it, but I, I love when they send me things. Exactly. <laughs> I know. This is when you realize you reach like peak. Like, you know, the music I like is still stuck in about mm, two thousand four, two thousand five basically or taylor swift like yeah. that is like where i anything like, she that, does and then yeah. 2004 <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so it's like t- like technology or you know social media i got to you know instagram and twitter and then i was like okay i think that i'm good <laughs> yeah, now good. i don't really need to venture out remember friendster yeah i i <laughs> tried to do snapchat and yeah. i was like i'm gonna do snapchat i'm gonna have a young at work teach me and so there's <laughs> this um woman I worked with and she was very young and I was like teach me everything you need to know <laughs> and so she taught like we spent an hour we sat through she taught me and I love like, it's like a tutorial yeah it totally was and I was like and then how would you use this and like the whole thing and then I was like yeah I don't like it <laughs> I don't either you know I've realized that snapchat is for largely now for teens who want to message and don't want to be like busted yep. messaging 100%. and moms like trying to follow their teens yes. like it's not like <laughs> yeah. like moms are not like moms of teens are on there but like and teens trying to like surreptitiously message and like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the extent of it it had a moment where people would have stories but i feel like that kind of went to instagram where right everybody's like well my public facing kind of story thing will be on instagram but you know yeah and that when i was asked i'm like so how do people use this and everybody that had like a tween or a teen was like oh that's the only thing they use they don't text they don't do no, anything else i know. They use that and um they'll and she said like that her son um well a different person said her son used it all the time like she would go oh tell you know whatever his name is tell brandon we're on a, on the way picking him <laughs> up and the kid would just like take a picture of the street and send it to him like okay i guess that means that we're on the way. <laughs> i when i was stuck in nashville for many many days and i was like sharing a room with a 16 year old the amount of selfies that she would take and send via snapchat to random people like not post it but it just like and they're like i mean my niece is beautiful but they were like ugly selfies like i if I'm taking a selfie to send to somebody, I there's 10 tries before right. I perfect yeah. it. Like, do I look pretty or whatever? Am I posed correctly? They're just like, Bleh, and then send. Like, yeah. sticking their tongue out. Like, I'm bored or whatever. That's yeah, why I don't ever do selfies because I don't have the patience to take 10 <laughs> pictures and then look at myself and go, oh, that one looks uh, gross. No, I guess that one's okay. Oh, yeah. uh, and that's when Social Media Corner with your resident <laughs> Gen X. Oh my gosh, we got way off. <laughs> So read Hollywood Homicide. <laughs> yeah, it's a Hillary and Christie review oh, social no. media platforms. <laughs> and how many times do we say, oh, this is going to be a short show? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, All right. You want to take us to the mailbag? Yes. Yeah, so last week we went to Florida. <laughs> the exact way I would love to go to Florida is staying at home. <laughs> Um, and so we asked you all on the Facebook to say what movie reminds you of Florida. And there were some good ones. This yes. is from um, Facebook. We're recording early, you know, a little behind the scenes. So there aren't as many as usual. And we didn't get our usual people emailing us. But um, we can add them if you have good yeah. things to say. Okay. Bad Boys. That's a good one. John says that. That is a good one. Um, Lane says Adaption. That was the... Adaptation. That, um, Adaptation. No, no, no. It's the one with like... 
Meryl Streep, and it's based on, um, oh, shoot, what is her name? Um, she wrote a book about, like, orchids, um, and now she's, like, drunk on um, Susan Orlean. Now she's, like, drunk on Twitter. That's, like, her. Um, but it's Charlie Kaufman, um, I think, wrote and directed it. And it's Nicolas Cage, isn't it? He's playing twins. <gasps> I, yes. Okay. It's a really weird movie that I actually kind of enjoy. Um, Chris... Um, Oh, what is his name? Chris. Anne's going to be like Hillary. Chris Cooper is in it. And I believe he won Best Supporting Actor for it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like one of those movies. It came out in, yeah, like 2002. And it was definitely a time when I was like super into seeing every single Oscar movie. Mm-hmm. And like in the theater, I was there. Um, and I liked it at the time. But it's one of those kind of in the era of like eternal um Sunshine, Sunshine and Spotless Mind, yes. kind of like that in that, it's not the same, I'm not saying they're the same, but sort of in that kind of like weird movie, but mm-hmm. like a mainstream weird movie. Yeah, it's based yep. on sort of the Orchid Thief, but like, not really, it's sort of meta, but it, it's good, it's weird, but good. Um, Anne, she broke the rules, but I agree with this I one. Um, Anne broke the rules by saying a TV show, which is The Good Place, Bortles, which I <laughs> very much agree. I also have to add, Fresh Off the Boat is very Florida. So we're currently watching that as a family. And so, yes, Florida. That's um, awesome. Megan says, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. I haven't seen that yet. Have you watched that one? No, I haven't watched it. And I... I feel like I need to be like really high to watch yes. it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like it's just one of those that's like so silly that you almost just have to be to, you know, actually project yourself into yeah. a different place to watch it. Yeah. I bet it would be more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, Kalina says matinee. I've never seen? even heard. Uh, maybe I've heard of it, but she says it's starting John Goodman, who I realized <laughs> I've recently gone gotten to like respect a lot more not that I didn't respect him but I'm like he's been in a lot of really good movies Mm -hmm. um but yeah I have never seen it um Kenneth the Florida Project haven't seen that one either no I know and I kept thinking about actually when I told my friend Christine that we did it on Florida she was like oh did you watch the Florida Project I'm like well you would have thought that that would have been somebody (laughs) chosen that one but no (laughs) it was one of those ones that everybody said I mean, not like I'm comparing it to Moonlight because it's not anything like it, but it's, you know, about like a poverty stricken family that's kind of trying to figure their shit out. Hmm. And I was like, I need to like be in the right place. And sometimes you're just not in the right place. This is why Mm -hmm. I miss going to movie theaters, because given my choice on, you know, all the various streaming platforms I have, I'm always going to pick like serendipity or, you know, something I've seen 1,000 times because it's like a comfort and I'm at home and I right. don't want to like. And if I'm fucking playing pan- Candy Crush, like you I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, for Moonlight, I had to like set it down, like had to make an active choice to set it down. So I love going to movie theaters. I love going to Alamo Draft House because you could police people. <laughs> the only time <laughs> policing people is good yeah. is on their like phone usage in a movie theater when I've already paid. $15 to see that movie. Um, but I, I, that's when I enjoy it when I can get so consumed by it. Um, whereas I think at home I'll like a movie, but I don't necessarily absorb it all the time. Right. Yeah. And people can bug you. That's, I used mm-hmm. to love going to movies because no one could talk to me for two hours. Oh my God. It's so good. Christy, I'm serious. If we lived in the same city, we would go, we'd be the best movie oh partners because we're just sitting there yes. watching the movie. Yes. Sharing <laughs> the some popcorn. popcorn or whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
We need to make that happen. I know we do. I was just thinking like, is it lame that the next time I go to Austin, I just want to go to a movie? <gasps> Let's go see movies. <laughs> yes. I'm not even kidding. There's an Alma Draft House down the street. Let's go. Yes. We'll go. Oh my God, it'll be so much fun. Make it happen. We're doing it. Um, Tier, Edward Scissorhands. That's a good one. It is a good one. Um, Some Like It Hot. I haven't seen that one. I saw that like in film class and it's one of those mm. that's like, oh, that's good. Like it is good. I mean, now, you know, there's some things that are a little retrograde, but like we're not going to grade it on that scale because right. it was 1952 or whatever. But, um, but it is good and Jack Lemmon's great and Marilyn Monroe is beautiful and all that kind of stuff. And I do, I love an old movie sometimes. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's definitely like a fun romp. Um, Danny says, I'm showing my age here. All of the tasteless Porky's movies. I don't think I knew that they were set in Florida. Me either. I watched them. Well, because, you know, I had the free reign of cable (laughs) um, and no supervision. (laughs) So I did see them, but I didn't know they were in Florida. I know. I didn't either. God, (laughs) some of the movies from the 80s are just like... I can't. (laughs) I know. They're so bad. Like, again, my mom took us to see... Missy and me to see Revenge of the Nerds. Mm -hmm. And like, even that one... Well, first of all, there's like a a rape in it. But, um, But also like... Uh, it's whatever there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I, I like these movies more, but like, um, uh, what are, like the Will Ferrell kind of movies, like it was sort of a way more like lewd and kind of gross mm-hmm. towards women versions of those. And not that those are like so great towards women, but at least they're, I don't know, a little bit funnier, but yeah. the women just have no agency a lot of times in the like Porky's kind of movies. Right. They're just like boobs. Right. <laughs> Their boobs and like a vehicle for sex, whereas like yes. the Will Ferrell ones, they're yes. just like all shrews that are yes, exactly. keeping them from having fun. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're rude sometimes, yeah. boobs, but also annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Kristen says striptease. Um, I've never seen that. I think that that was the movie that uh, Demi Moore got paid like twenty million dollars for. And she was one of the first women to get paid that amount. Like it was equal to a man's amount of money. I think it was that one. Either that or G.I. Jane. But one of those two. That was like her era. Hmm. I just remember her taking off the top part of her like boobs. But, you know, good for her. Yeah. I don't think I saw that one either. I'm trying to see why I wouldn't have seen these movies. Like, you know, there's usually like those. Uh, there's like a reason. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I like you're in college or something. I think something. was like in the, I feel like it was around the time that I graduated from high school. Um, and it's based on a book that I know my sister really likes. The, um, the book, it was 1996. So I was right. It was mm-hmm. um, like around the year. It's based on Carl Hyacinth's novel. So, and I think, I think that the novel is definitely like, Carl Hyacinth is like the Florida author. Like he really, really is good about kind of capturing the shittiness of Florida. Like, and also like he lives there. So he loves it to a certain degree, but he also, you know, kind of hates it too. Cause he recognizes like the nastiness of it. Rumor Willis is in it. I mean, it's on Netflix. Maybe we should watch this. I know she, I think she plays like her daughter. Oh, that's a stretch. I know. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> Daniel says the birdcage and Bogart Bacall's classic Key Largo. Have you seen I've that? never seen that. Oh. I've never seen it. Um, 
And the birdcage is so good. Like the birdcage is honestly, it now it is on Pluto, which you have to watch with ads. Thank you, Christy, for letting (laughs) us know. But it's like, I watched it while I was working and I was like, this is such an enjoyable movie. Like I know that there are problems with it, but I like, it was just one of those funny movies that you can, it's just light and funny. And obviously there are some darker elements to it, but I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, And I feel like, we we always like joke that people are listening to our podcast because they'll do our topic like a week later. Oh my God. And Hank Azaria came out and apologized. <gasps> yes, for all of his voices. Yes. It's like he heard. What if he listened to Tishi and he's like, I got to go oh public with this. He's like, I listened to Tishi and now I have to go on Armchair Expert and apologize. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that he finally. I know because he's been defending it for years. And then. I, I mean, it was a good story. I don't know if you read it, but like his son's um, friend was like, hey, that's hurtful. Like that hurts my feelings and that yeah. hurts a lot. of. And he's like, oh, oh, interesting. So I, there's a whole documentary about how it hurts like millions I, of people in the world. And I'm like, oh, I don't, it's not my fault. It has to be like personal in yes. order for it to. I know. God, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I get being. I get being, I mean, I don't defend it, but I get being defensive, but it's like, this is my eternal fight with my husband. (laughs) I'm like, whenever I lightly accuse him of of something, I'm always like, don't let your first action be defensive because Mm -hmm. when you get defensive, that makes me like dig my heels in more. If you just say like, oh my God, I fucked up. I'm really sorry. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even saying you have to admit everything. It's more, you don't have to admit or you don't have to like say oh I'm sorry I was wrong I was wrong it just like acknowledge the fact that I feel bad about this and right you, like you made me feel bad for something and say you're sorry we're working on it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> marriage is hard yes it is um Kristen and Gregory both said spring breakers have you seen this movie I have not seen this movie this is definitely Don't. a time I feel like and it's Harmony Corinne right is he the I think it's the that's who directed it I don't know it's like a genre of when I was in college um you know I was a film minor which at Rhodes College is like I took you know five film classes I loved it Mm -hmm. I I mean I I was passionate about it but it wasn't like a you know it's not like I went to USC or anything um yeah it is Harmony Corinne and there's definitely like a crew of people that love this kind of like his style of things and it's just is not it's not it's not my aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And I and I'll watch a lot of things, but his stuff is he like he did kids and mm, gummo yeah, like, and I liked like kids, all, but Yeah, it just is like there's this certain It's like gritty. This, yes, and it's just it's not it's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not I'm I'm like I like I say, like I, I watch like trash when I am on like meaning like romantic comedy mm-hmm. trash when I'm on my own and I'm just like not gonna dive into I don't know, Spring Breaker. It's not my thing. Yeah, plus James Franco. Please, no, thank you. I know. I mean, I want to support Selena Gomez. I like her yeah. fine, but uh, but otherwise, I'm kind of like. Mm, this was a me. movie that, for some reason, Jeremy was obsessed with it. Like he hadn't yeah. even seen it, and he's like, "Yeah, we have to watch this movie." And so we watched it, um, and I was like, "Yeah, that can't." get those two hours back but i mean (laughs) (laughs) like great i'm super stoked (laughs) um and then julie said top gun which i had totally forgotten about you know in my in my younger years i mean top gun came out in 1986 so i was too young to really have a crush on him but Mm -hmm. i definitely had a crush on tom cruise um and for you know 
it was a it was a movie of its time. It was so popular. I mean, it's so funny to think about the volleyball scene mm-hmm. uh, and all these you know, shirtless gentlemen playing volleyball together. It is like is very. <laughs> It's very gay. <laughs> totally. Um, but, you know, whatever. It was, a, it was a movie at its time. Made him a star. Yep. <laughs> Great soundtrack. Yep. Um, it was a good soundtrack. That it, should be yeah. it. We should do that show. Best soundtrack, worst oh. movie. I have so many. Oh, my gosh. I would really need to think about that. But, yes. Yep. I was listening back because in one of our chats we were talking about Pretty Woman, I think, and I like loved the Pretty Woman soundtrack. Like, oh, it was a good one. It. Good one. The King of Wishful Thinking was like <laughs> my jam. And in middle school, I was in a dance class, and we did a dance routine to the King of Wishful Thinking, which is such like a <laughs> adult contemporary song. Like, why are we? Are why are us like twelve year olds doing? Yes, <laughs> doing a jazz routine. To it. <laughs> oh gosh, nineteen ninety one, such a good time. All right, moving into medium talk. It is Oscar season is upon us, um, and it's very exciting. I, you know, it's so much later this year, obviously, because, you know, the whole world has been shut down ostensibly. Um, so I kind of like kept forgetting about it a little bit, even though I love it so much, and I watch the Golden Globes and I watch some of the precursors. It just has been such a weirdly muted year. But like we started talking about it, and I got really excited. And now caveat, I will say, um, I love movies. I love watching movies. But as I previously said, I'm not great about watching new movies at home all the time. Sometimes I do, but not all the time. Um, so I have not seen a lot of movies. However, as I like to educate myself in various ways, I listen to a lot of podcasts about the movies that are nominated. So I feel, you know, largely informed on um, who will win. Mm-hmm. But my my co-pilot here has seen a lot of the movies and she knows who should win. So we're <laughs> we're, we're the perfect, perfect partners. Yeah. I know perfect partnership in um in what we're gonna do here. So we're gonna go through the major above line um awards and kind of discuss I think Christy should maybe go first, like who should win this mm-hmm. and I'll and I'll think like what the what the like common knowledge of who will win. Obviously okay. we don't know anything, but this is you know, there's some horse races that go along and people coalesce uh, amongst different groups. So let's start it off. Yeah. Um, um, supporting. So oh, go ahead. I do have one question. Do, yes. So if it was a normal year and you could go to the movies, would you normally have seen at least some of these? Oh, for sure. For okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that of all of these, because I'm like a basic biatch, I probably mm-hmm. would have definitely seen... Um, Promising Young Woman, that would mm-hmm. have been something that would have, like, very much appealed to me. And I have not seen it. I, the only reason I haven't seen that one is that you still have to, um, which is fine, but you still have to pay for it. And it's, like, not cheap. It's, like, $20, I think. So I um, just. I think that one's gone down. The oh, only, has it? Um, okay. Uh, Minar- How do you say it? Minari? Minari, yeah. And um, The Father are still $19. Pay. And that's why okay, I haven't so, seen those because I'm I know. cheap. <laughs> and, like, Minari, I definitely would have seen. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I probably would have seen Judas and the Black Messiah and I can, I know, and they pulled, they pulled it out like the day after they got nominated, that got nominated, which irritated me like for free, not for free. Mm-hmm. I paid for the services, but, um, but yeah, no, I would have, I definitely would have, I mean, going to the movies was something that I love to do. And now that like 
we were discussing previously that my kids are a little bit older, I would have done like a Saturday. Like, you know, I'm just going to go to the movies by myself. Like Mm -hmm. I, it would be annoying. I mean, Dave and I used to go see movies a lot together. Um, but that always turns into like a $200 event because (laughs) we're paying a babysitter. Mm -hmm. We're getting food, drinks, tickets you know the whole nine yards so it's like okay I have to really want to see this movie like I really really want to see it so uh, you know um yes anyway I do love going to see it um I was thinking back the other day and I feel like we've talked about this before but I took Bridget to see her first movie when she was three years old and it was not even that good of a movie it was the live action Cinderella it was Mm. fine that's Um, what Elliot's first one was too and she was like I hate this thing (laughs) like the whole time she was like when is this over this is the worst (laughs) it wasn't that good but I plied Bridget with like food. I just like kept mm-hmm. ordering yeah. more and more food. And I cried when like the opening, like the Disney sort of credits roll. I mean, not the credits, but you know, the opening like where it goes over Cinderella's castle. Because movies have meant so much to me. And like seeing a movie in the theater, it was like a very emotional experience for whatever reason to be passing it on to Bridget. Now, again, I didn't love the movie. I was pretty bored throughout mm-hmm. it. I, it's not, I mean, I would rather just go see the animated Cinderella if we're gonna, I don't really understand this whole remake of animated no. movies. Cause I just don't really care that much about the, I mean, I love Cinderella. I like the Lion King fine. I love Aladdin, but I don't really need to see the live action versions of them. I just don't really care to see. Them what was much. the Cinderella movie that I think had Drew Barrymore in after. Oh, ever after, ever after, ever after. See, that, that was, was good. That was really good. It was with Angelica Houston and Do Gray Scott, who was so hot at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that was really good. That, that cause see, that came out when we were like prime age for it, cause it was like Drew Barrymore is just a little bit older than us, so mm-hmm. you know. I think like, she's oh, the same age as me, okay, like months so, older. Oh, yeah, I was, think. okay, yeah, yeah. I knew she was like kind of right in the like zone, mm-hmm. and. And it was like a little bit updated. Not that it was like sexy necessarily, but it was like the music good... seemed modern. Yes, oh, the dress. Really oh yeah, I'm really looking good. at pictures. I need to watch <laughs> that again. <laughs> uh, no, that one is a good. That was a good one. They don't need to make one with Lily James. I mean, I like Lily James fine, but mm-hmm. like it was, it was really boring. And it was yep. like Kate Blanchett was in it, which is fine. But like, and she was the evil stepmother, which it, like makes sense, but. I I don't know. It's like sort of self-serious that I'm like, no, I prefer the animated version. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway. Agreed. All right. Let's start off. Supporting actress. Okay. okay. Should we run down who's nominated? Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. okay. I have it pulled up here. Okay. So supporting actress. The best. I'm sorry. Su- best actress in a supporting role uh, it is Maria Bakalova for Borat subsequent movie film. Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, uh, Olivia Coleman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for, I don't ever know how to pronounce her name, Seyfried, Seyfried for Mank, and Yoo Jung Yoon for Minari. Okay, so I have not seen three of these. I haven't seen The Father, Minari, or Hillbilly Elegy. Okay. Well, yeah. I I hope that Yoo Jung Yoon wins. Yeah. I've heard she's really good in it. I do not want Glenn Close to win. I love her, but that movie is trash. Well, I, and I, <laughs> I'm scared. What I'm scared about this is that 
a lot of times people will be nominated so many times that they just get like they win for like trash because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we just have to give it to her. Like yeah, we have she's to. Get it. Old. She's old. We should just give it to her. Well, and she's done, she's lost so many times, especially like a few years ago. It, she lost to Olivia Coleman, who's nominated in the same mm-hmm. category as her. Where they're like, oh, it was such a sad loss. Like she, please everybody, Google what uh, Glenn Close wore to the twenty seven slash twenty eighteen Oscars. Like, or maybe it was 2019. She's wearing like a literal gold dress. Like, she yeah, looks she like an Oscar. She thought she was going to win. Oh, and everybody thought she was going to win. And mm-hmm. she lost. And like, well, we'll go to it when I, when I psychotically watch um, Oscar clips that yeah. like I have to, co- <laughs> with my thumb, I have to like cover up her face because it like stresses me out. I'm like, <laughs> she's very cordial. It's not like she's mad. She just is like, it's just, just uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Um, well, I think. Um, in like listening and watching, I mean, I guess I could say this for everything. Yu Jung Yoon is sort of the, you know, odds on favorite, I think to win though. I think it's a pretty close race. Like some people think that Maria Bakalova could win because she was, I guess the best part of it. I have not seen Borat. Did you see it? Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, she's the best part about, but it, uh, it shouldn't be even included in this. Well, it's so funny because Dave and I were talking about when we saw the first Borat and we were living in Los Angeles and there was a little theater that was around the corner from where we lived. We lived in Los Feliz and they had these like, I say little theater. It was actually the theater inside was pretty big, but it was like one of those one, maybe two movie theater theaters. And it was kind of like those old Egyptian kind of style theaters where they're very ornate. And I remember waiting around the block to see Borat. It was like such a big deal. But it just came, it got so tapped out and I'm so exhausted by him. I know that he's a smart person, but I don't know. I was like, I can't, I, I hate humiliation comedy. It just Mm -hmm. is like, I can't like, I have to hide. I don't enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. And I can think of five other people that should have been nominated. And yeah. I mean, oh, off for sure. The top of my head, um, Allison Brie for Promising Young Woman. Oh, there you go. And I like Put Allison her in Brie. there instead. <laughs> I know. I like Allison Brie a lot. Me too. And I, I, I don't know. I've heard her. She was interviewed, I think, on Armchair Expert, and she had a very like me energy like I really felt her energy I was like yes I feel like she's she's an actress and like you know she's sort of a try hard but she also like knows that about herself Mm -hmm. and I really respected that and she Um, doesn't seem that she's like so hung up on herself no 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 she would be fun a fun no exactly um okay moving on supporting actor um should win Christy um should we say who was nominated. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, thank you for okay. Sasha Baron Cohen, weirdly not for uh, (laughs) Borat, but for the trial of the Chicago Seven, which he did better in that one than (laughs) no (laughs) than he did in his own role. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, which makes me want to play Hamilton songs. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul Racy for Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay, so I am so mad about this category because Lakeith should not be in this category. He, he was should the be an main actor, actor, right? Yes, he was the main character of that of that movie, and I feel like I'm scared that people are going to split the vote between the two of them. However, Daniel Kaluuya blew everyone out of the water in that movie. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. I mean, he was the supporting, like quote unquote, but he made that movie. Yeah. Um. So. 
I want Daniel to win. He's won everything else. I'm just yeah. hoping that the Oscar voters aren't dummies. Yeah. But if the vote is split, then it will go to Leslie Odom. And it's, sh- I mean, he, his voice is so beautiful and he it's does so all the singing in it. Um, so beautiful. So I, yeah. I will be happy with either of those wins. I think it's going to be Daniel Kaluuya because I think as soon as, I mean, I think normally you would be right that it's like, well, they're going to split the different or they're going to split the vote. But um, I feel like everybody forgets about Lakeith Daniel Stanfield in this particular category because Daniel Kaluuya was such the standout. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, well, why was it? Who was the star of this movie then? Right. If neither of them were the star of the movie, then who was the star? Well, and I'm wondering if if it was put up this way because everybody knows who's going to win the actor. Yeah. So then they were yeah. like, well, to get a chance, let's oh. put them both as supporting. I mean, I don't know. You might be right. You might be right. I don't know. I, I My my bet is on Daniel Kaluuya, but I, I do, I mean, not to be like, I like that there's so many people of color that are nominated, mm-hmm. but it is cool that like, likely somebody, a person of color is going to win. Yeah. And like, that's the one, not the one good thing, but that is a thing that is good about this year. Now, it's been sort of a weird, muted year in some ways. And, you know, obviously people weren't really going to the theaters, but there are a lot of people of color. Now, there's a lot of bullshit um, nominees, but there's a lot of representation in this. And it's like, are, maybe they're learning. Maybe that they're like giving people a chance. I don't know. We'll see. But it's it hope. is, it is kind of cool. It's hope that it isn't all white next year and they go, we gave it to you last year. I know. So but I know. there's the um, inclusion um, mm-hmm. rules, but don't they start in like 2024 or something? Yeah. Like it's that? like yeah. when Bridget is like voting, like it's right. so <laughs> lot far away. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, and that's they, for movies that are made and yes. eligible in 2024. Like, yeah, you could have yes. started it next year. Like, yeah, let's exactly. Be honest. Okay. Um, okay, let's move on to actress. Um, I said that this is the most exciting race because truly oh I'm like, I don't know who's going to win. Like, this is the one that I feel like is very up in the air. Okay. So they here are, all deserve it. All yeah. of them. Okay. So here are the nominees. Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, Andre Day for the United States for Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDormand for Nomadland. And Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Um, okay. So what do you think? Have you seen all of these? I have seen all of them. Wow. I, they all deserve it. Like, I wish that they could just all get it. Um, all for different reasons. So, um, Andra Day sang all of the music and her voice is like haunting and it sounds just like it. Like I would play them back and forth and she does a little bit different, um, a different mix of it. I guess that what you call it music when it's a different, like whatever, but, um, (laughs) It's help. So we good. don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Viola Davis is amazing. And yeah. um, Pieces of a Woman is a really depressing movie, yeah. but she yeah. does it so well. Francis, so Nomadland is very interesting in that there's only two actual actors in the whole movie. So it's it's Francis McDormand and mm-hmm. um, what's his face? What's his name? Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually think he's like tall. Kind of like I, um, totally. He was at, he's in sneakers. Um, Silver Fox. Yep. Yeah. He's um, that guy. <laughs> hold on. I'm gonna find out his name because I like think he's hot for. Wait. Hold on. Shit. Uh, David Strathairn. Yes. Um, he's in sneakers. He plays the blind guy. Um, and I kind of think he's a good looking. And he's been around for a thousand years. Yeah. And he and if the actor supporting role wasn't so yeah. heavy, I think he'd yeah. be good. So 
every other character, and there's a lot of people in the movie, are all actual nomads. And to be able to have a movie that is so well done and nominated itself and only two actors like I she just is able to make these conversations and a lot of it is improv so yeah um she's she's so good in it who Carrie Mulligan was I mean I know I, I feel like she should win it I know you know I've really I like Carrie Mul- like an education um is like a flawed movie but I remember seeing her in it and I thought wow she's really charismatic and then mm-hmm. I've been Pride and Prejudice was on I think it's on Netflix and I watched that a bunch of times <laughs> in uh <laughs> in, I know, in uh, uh during quarantine and she's like annoying in it but that's supposed to be her character she's one of the sisters that just giggles the whole time but um that was the first time I'd ever seen her and I think that she's a really I don't know. I just, I like her as an actress and I, this is truly like, there's almost no consensus on this. I would say Vanessa Kirby is probably not going to win. Mm -hmm. No. Um, Um, And you know, what sucks about that is that I think because it's, yeah, mm -hmm. it's because of, of uh, Shia. He pulled her down. It sucks. Cause she really has, she has like two movies that came out this year and she was really like out of the, I think it was at Sundance. Or one of them last year that it was like, oh, you know, this is Vanessa Kirby and Vanessa Kirby, for those who don't know, who watched The Crown, she played uh, Princess Margaret in the first two seasons of of The Crown. And she's great. I mean, she's like my (laughs) ideal person. Like, I mean, Princess Margaret is a bitch, but like she like that's a life I want to lead. But um, she's um really good in it and i think shia having all these accusations against him most likely rightly whatever i Mm -hmm. mean alleged accusations uh really brought her down uh which sucks but i think she has a good future she's really young and also the things he's um allegedly have done or whatever um happened in the movie too and so it felt really yucky yeah yeah i saw the trailer for that and that was one of those ones that i was like respect but I will never watch this. Like, it's just a little bit too, I did not have a traumatic birth story at all, but it's like one of those things that's a little too visceral for me that I'm like, I, I can, yeah. you can tell me about it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going yeah. to watch it. <laughs> yeah, um, right. No. And I think like, I, th- I, I think this is a three way race. I think it is between Carrie Mulligan, Francis McDormand and under day. And I think, mm-hmm. Likely Francis will not win it only because she won so recently and has won two times previously. Now it's happened before Catherine Hepburn won three. So, you know, and Francis McDormand, it's not like weird. Like she's a great actress. So it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a weird thing for her to have won three awards, but I just, I don't know. It probably do depends it. on who makes up the Academy, which we don't really yeah. know exactly. Know. Cause know. if it's white men, she's not winning. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And and the reason why I kind of lean on Carrie is they do love to give it to a younger, although she's not in her 20s, she's in her 30s, which mm-hmm. sadly makes me happy. <laughs> but they give it to younger women, um, you know, who are sort of ingenues sort of deal, even though this is, although this might scare, you know, Oscar men because it's mm-hmm. about her, like, you know, trapping, Revenge. quote unquote, nice guys mm-hmm. to, you know. Yeah. Um, it's so anyways good. <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it this weekend because okay. I I, it's, I I looked it up it's 599 okay I'm watching it this weekend that's what I'm watching okay um anyway so that will that will 
we'll see. That's the most exciting race. That's the one that I'm like, yeah, I have my I'm eyes on. Because we'll just see. And I feel like you just you just don't know. And um, I won't be sad about any of them winning. No, no, exactly. There's not like a, a bummer of the yeah. of the bunch. Um, okay, I'm moving on to actor. Best actor in a leading role, Riz Ahmed, who I had told oh, Christy before that I have a crush on. Um, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I have a crush on him. Yes. Um, sorry, Riz Ahmed <laughs> is down to metal. Um, Anthony Hopkins, the father. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm hot for him. <gasps> so hot. <laughs> he does have a really good Twitter account, though. So he's like very young. Do you think him. he does it? Probably not. Okay. I'm sure he hires somebody out. But, you know, to have some awareness of it. What would be so funny is, I mean... When I was a personal assistant, I think it would have been so funny to have a Twitter account where I just tweeted the random things that he said. Um, so I wonder if that's what's happening here. If they're just like, yeah, we're just going to tweet out whatever Anthony's, whatever Tony says. Yeah. Hmm, maybe. Um, Gary Oldman, Mank. I just like saying Mank. Mank. Um, Mank. And then Steven Yoon for Minari. All right. Who do you think should win? Um... Okay, so I haven't seen Minari, but Chad Chadwick Boseman should win for his body of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's a, sadly, it's the last time he's ever I eligible. Know. So he should win. But so far from what I've seen, it would be a um, neck and neck with um, Riz Ahmad. Here's the thing. Ma Rainey is not for everyone because it's this new kind of um, p- play of a movie. Like filmed play. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. And there's a couple of those this time. And I wonder if it's because in COVID it was easier to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, I like it because I, I'm a theater nerd. So I yes. like, I like plays, but it's not for everyone. It's two sets at the most. Yeah. Um, it's, it's loud talking because they're like projecting projecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a lot of like not overacting, but like big, um, it's not naturalistic. Acts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I really liked it. Um, I don't think it's for everyone, but I think he's going to win for his body of work, which he should. Sure, I mean, totally. I can't believe I watched most of his movies and I cannot believe that he wasn't, didn't win. Yeah, um, or get nominated for for things. Well, and he he is so kind of like this quiet actor. He was this quiet actor that other people he would be sort of the foundation. Other people could build up on him, mm-hmm. like in um, Black Panther. You know, I think that he was sort of this rock steady person, and everybody around him and made everybody around him look better. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh my gosh, have you seen Twenty One Bridges? No, 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 no. Is it good? Um, so <laughs> he's really good in it. And, yeah. And it and the rest of the people in it are terrible. What's her name? <laughs> Serena Serene Miller. Oh, uh, 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 what's her name? Why is it coming? What? God. <laughs> um, I know. Who, okay, wait. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, there's more than twenty-one bridges, and they don't reference that, so it's kind of hard to like. Do, did you find out who? Yes. Was? I'm oh. Sienna Miller. Sienna okay. Miller. I was like, it's not Selena. It's not. Yeah, Sienna. <laughs> she is so bad in this. I mean, maybe she's well, good in other movies, but she's like, not. she tried to have this like Brooklyn accent, but like no. no one else was doing it, and it was like overacted, and and sh- he saved it. Like if it w- if if it was any other actor doing his part, 
it would have been trash and I would have turned it off in like 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is this, you know, another entry into like the August Wilson sort of like filmed play experiences. Mm-hmm. Like Fences was another one. And that's yep. what people would be like. It's really like play-y. Um, so one Night in Miami is, is very yeah. similar to that. And it's like, this is what they're kind of trying to do is like capture these these plays in movie and you know they make it more dynamic it's not just like you're filming a set you're not right. just filming people like on a stage but um but that's kind of how they are and I don't know people need to get over it or people can like just not like it but um yeah no I mean definitely this is the this is the one category that you can like bet your life insurance right. on like it's Chadwick Boseman if he yes. loses like it's gonna be really depressing and even though there are people in here like Riz Ahmed is like I haven't seen it, but like Riz Ahmed is wonderful and he's a great actor. Anthony Hopkins has won, though I've heard he's wonderful in The Father. I don't like really care about Gary Oldman; he already won, mm. and that movie him. was terrible. Uh, yeah, and and I think Stephen Yeun has a you know all these people, with the exception of like maybe Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins, who have both won previously, um, have futures ahead of them. So right. it's like this is Chadwick Boseman. It's like mm-hmm. this is just it. And I don't know. I mean, we, you know, it's hard sometimes. You're like, well, what would have happened had he? not died like would yeah. he have gotten it but I, I think you know Viola Davis was nominated so it's not like it's yeah. weird that he was nominated yeah I mean so. he does does great in it um I would I wonder be so he's won I mean this he's won all the awards yeah, yeah. and what I wonder is what did his wife do like is because she's having to she's made God. all of the speeches like what did she do before because this has to be terrifying I know. I know. I, you know, I don't know anything about her. And I think they had been married for a bit. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. But man, how exhausting. And you kind of have to come up with something different every time. I mean, I would definitely it's hire so a professional emotional. writer. But yeah, it has to be emotion. People want the emotions. I mean, that's kind of what you're craving when you're seeing these Oscar acceptance mm-hmm. speeches is like a naturalistic it's a combination of you want it to be prepared so people aren't just like blubbering on stage, but you mm-hmm. also want it to be filled with emotions. So I wonder if um, she's relieved that it's all from home. <laughs> oh, I mean, but I, it, this one's not. They can't zoom in. <gasps> That's a rule that Oscar said you can't zoom in. Now, I think you could just like not come, come or whatever. And they're going to have satellites. So it's like. You don't have to be in Los Angeles necessarily. Like, I think there's a satellite in, like, Berlin or a bit, or London mm-hmm. or New York or whatever. But you have to, like, be in this place. And also, give me a fucking break. All these people have been vaccinated for, like, nine years at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. So for sure. I, like, <laughs> give me a please. I'm, I'm interested. Like, all of the award shows have done it a little bit different. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm excited. I really liked how the SAG Awards did it. And theirs was a little bit more pre-produced. Yeah, theirs was all. Deal. Yep. The the best one that I've seen so far was the Emmys did a really good job with mm-hmm. it, but um, but we'll see. I mean, again, all you know, if if you and I have had some sort of vaccination at this point, like all these people have had vaccinations, right. oh, for like, sure. So, I mean, and I'm not saying like that's like the end all be all, but like they have had vaccinations, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see. You know, I think I think um, they made an announcement today of like some of the or uh, maybe yesterday of some of the. Um, presenters and you know it's all the people either that won last year or like 
Harrison Ford, actually, this podcast that I listened to that um, I'll talk about at the end that I've previously talked about, Little Goldman, uh, they were like laughing about Harrison Ford. He's one of the presenters. And they're like, who would you like to hear him present? Like, like how, because he's so grumpy, like how he mm-hmm. would say like, Mank, or like, yeah. Borat, subsequent movie yeah. film. Like, but like, <laughs> say it all weird, like, yeah. and, and mad about it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, Where's my earring? I know. I can't, like, <laughs> every time I see him, I have to just look, how's the hole doing? <laughs> oh, mm. so dumb. Okay. All right. And finally, well, okay. Finally, the big ones. Um, all right, director. Um, all right, the four best director. These are the nominees. Thomas Binterberg, Another Round. David Fincher, Mink. Lee Isaac Chung, Minari. Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. Emerald Fennell, Promising Young Woman. Should win is Chloe Zhao. I mean, like I said, first of all, her and um, Francis lived among the nomads for months. Yeah. Like the whole yeah. crew. And the fact that she made this movie, this amazing movie, with two professional actors. It's crazy. Uh, it's it's, crazy. it's phenomenal. And yeah. and it's loosely based on a book, but it's all her like writing n- and new but- yeah, like yeah. It, it, she And she edited the movie, which is like that's wild. Yeah. Most directors do not edit their own movies. Yeah, she she should win. What and you, she, and I think she will win. Okay. Um Good. and and what's so crazy is this is the second Yes, second woman who will win Best Director. <laughs> yeah. And it is a- 2021. The second woman. <laughs> yeah. That's going to win the, Best Director. And the first Asian American woman. Yeah. Woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the first Asian American person was. was oh, no. Other- no, no. Ang Lee has won. Uh, oh, okay. he, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there have been, but like, not a lot. So, yeah, it's. It's a, it's pretty, pretty pitiful, but it's very cool. Um, I definitely, I do want to see it. It's one of those ones that I want to see, but I, it is definitely one that I would like to see in the theater because I feel like I, it's sort of a quieter movie. So I mm-hmm. want, I don't want my ADHD brain to be like, what's happening on Facebook right, right now? Um, okay. And then finally for movie, no, they don't do all, you know, now I think since 20, I can't remember the year, 2011 maybe that they decided to push it to 10 and it doesn't have to be 10 pictures but it can be up to 10 and I think this year there are nine maybe so the best picture nominees are the father what if I read all the producers I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh Judas and the Black Messiah Mank Minari Nomadland Promising Young Woman Sound of Metal and the Trial of the Chicago 7 who should win it I am okay with either No Ben Land or Judas and the Black Messiah. Both of well, those movies were just like so emotional. Um, and like l- I left with it and I couldn't stop thinking about it for days, which is always a good sign of a, a good Totally. Movie for me. That's like the other day when I watched Moonlight for the freaking first time that I was yes. like, I can't stop thinking about this movie. And, um, but yeah, consensus. I think Nomadland is pretty much has it in the bag. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll see. There might, you know, there might be a surprise. But I think, especially if Chloe Zhao wins, mm-hmm. director, then potentially editing, fall. then th- th- it's not always one to one. But it, a lot of times, it's one to one, and especially in something like she's sort of a force, and I think it's like a place where people want to see Hollywood go. Uh, you know, it's like the okay. Well, this kind of makes sense to right now. Um, so. Yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be fun. I, I, it, there's, 
I think next year will actually be a really telling year as far as the movies that um, come out because this year most of the movies before you know quarantine were in the can like they were already in so mm-hmm. yeah it was harder to see them or actually maybe it was easier to see them but it was harder to see them in the theater but they had already been produced so there wasn't the like oh we have to wear masks in order to get this you know done or anything it was like it was just more getting audiences to see it. So I think next year will be really interesting to see what comes out of, you know, there might be some delayed movies or what comes out of filming in 2020, 2021. Yeah. Cause a lot, most of these movies had at least gone to some so of the award ceremony. Or, yeah. I'm the sorry. Film the festivals, festivals and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then everything got close. So. Um, by the way, this is just something that I think Christy will enjoy and is very much up my alley. Um, all of the screeners and the embargoes went down for um, uh, in the heights and it's getting really good reviews and I like cry when I see the preview oh my god I just watched it today and was crying I cannot wait I'm so excited I never got to see it um, I know me either because it was here but it was only for like two weeks or something we go and get things for small amounts and then Um, I really wanted to see it. I know. I'm really excited. And the guy that directed it directed Crazy Rich Asians, which is like perfect because it's like this like beautiful colors and oh, you know, yes. It's very candy colors. And, I love and it. And I want to see that in a theater. Like that is what I want. I want it to be loud and I want it to like I want to see it in a theater and I want to take Bridget to it and like cry during I mean, it it's in I, June. So hopefully I know. I know. Oh shit! Are you kidding me? I'm getting my I'm getting my second vaccine in a week, and I'm like, I will be <laughs> first thing I'm doing. I know. Is going to the because the last movie I saw was Sonic the Goddamn Hedgehog, and I'm going to see. Yeah, something you have else to delete that out. Of here. I know. I know. It's really depressing. Um, okay, just a few really quick ones. Um, the last I I say this for last just because it's uh, it's not below the line, but it's not as exciting. Mm-hmm. I um, we're just saying that for writing. I think the two that will win is uh, for original um, script, I think it will be Emerald Fennel, who wrote Promising Young Woman, which I just am like sort of amazed by her because she played, not that this is like top of her thing, but she played uh, Camilla in The Crown and she was the showrunner for the second season of Killing Eve and she wrote and directed uh, promising young woman so she's and just she's like, like 15 or something oh, crazy yeah, like she's that. like yeah not in her 40s yeah like yeah. she's like this sort of composed very english lady and i'm kind of obsessed with her because she yes. seems sort of unaffected i'm sure she's a nightmare in real life but i <laughs> enjoy her regardless uh, yes. um and then adapted i think chloe Zhao will win because it'll yeah. just kind of be her night i think and will that be the first time that two women win yo i writing i i mean you know, I don't know if any woman alone has won since Diablo Cody won for oh, um, Juno like a million Juno, years ago, like in 2007. So, wow. I mean, I might be wrong, but I'm kind of pretty sure of that. Uh, anyway, so that's yeah. Oh, I mean, that'll be it would be pretty remarkable. Um, all right. Let's see. So those are pretty much like our, you know, guesses, our wants, our wishes. But we we like had some more like just Oscar, just deep dives, just a little mm-hmm. bit. And some questions that we wrote down. Mine were, okay, so there's another podcast I listened to called This Had Oscar Buzz. And <laughs> it's a show about movies that like when they came out in that year, like 
a perfect example is like Summersby. Like, oh, this is an Oscar movie and it gets nominated for no Oscars. Like, there's just it, nothing happens. So they'll talk about these movies and a lot of times they'll be good movies. Like, they'll talk about Widows or something that was like a really good movie and it just didn't catch the Oscar thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they'll talk about the movies that are just these like overhyped and just like, this is a very important movie and then it just gets, you know, blanked. Um, but uh, when they have guests on, they'll ask the guest, when did you become like obsessed with Oscars? And I hate it because this just shows how old I am. All of these millennials are, you know, Gen Z or whatever would be like, oh, when Lord of the Rings won in 2004. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> I've been watching Oscars for so long. So I was just wondering, Christy, when did you become an Oscars person? I think, I don't know what year it was, but it was whatever, whenever the color purple, because I loved that movie. I saw it in the theater. I was like, this is going to win everything. I didn't know how things worked really, you know. Um, and I was like, the things I love are can win awards. And so I was like obsessed with it um, probably every year after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think once you kind of like catch the whiff of it, you're like, okay, I'm in. And, and you know, you kind of like the competition and the horse races mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Yeah, I was I was a little bit later, and actually it makes sense just because of like our minor age disparity, mm-hmm. is I remember my mom being, well, first of all, I remember seeing Overboard in the movie theater and asking my mom if it was going to be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> was it's a great movie. It, <laughs> it was. was so good. <laughs> a bug. <laughs> a book um but but um that same year i remember it was the year that um share was nominated for moonstruck and broadcast news like holly hunter was also nominated for broadcast news and my mom was like hardcore for share like she was like spitting on broadcast news was like no i want share to win (laughs) and the i remember i hadn't seen either of those movies but i remember being very passionate about it when share won we like all celebrated like we were like crying so excited as if we had won oscars right by the way google what share award that oscars because like her body is sick and her outfit or her outfit is too minor of a word to even express yeah. it was awesome um but anyway I just remember from then on it was like my obsession I I loved it and I was always a person you know that was would it was it was Mondays when we were kids it was Mondays until pretty recently actually and I would go to school on Monday and be so excited like oh my god I'm so excited tonight's yep. night tonight's <laughs> night um and you know when it was over feeling like empty you right know, like, uh-huh. like a whole year <laughs> I know <laughs> that's it I'm um, sure that that's what all the people think that, I mean because there's so much that I don't know I how know. much they had to do this year but there's so much lead up and so much press they have to do and so many of these parties and so such much to go to oh and then it's just God. done <laughs> I know. imagine being an actress who like I was looking through Oscar dresses today because whatever and I was looking at Jennifer Lawrence not the year she won because I didn't love that dress that much but mm-hmm. she wore a dress the first time she was nominated and I am a Jennifer Lawrence and I really enjoy her I know she got overplayed but I actually really I like, think she's funny um but she wore this red dress when she was nominated for winter's bone and holy moses well first of all she looks hot like she looks really really hot but like you cannot have an ounce of anything out of place mm-hmm. in this dress it's not even that revealing of a dress it just is like a body skimming dress i mean she's wearing 12 i mean she's also 22 so whatever but like yeah. you it's just all of the work that has to go into it and all, you know i think about all the stylists and all the just 
bullshit that goes into it and it must be exhausting and you want to have like a giant hamburger and french fries afterwards because it's like okay yeah let's take a deep breath and do this again I guess next year but that yeah that was my that was my beginning and then at some point okay so I know that it ended in 1992 at some point I got a poster of all the Oscar winning pictures so it was a poster, like a, you know, a regular poster size that goes in a room. And it had like many pictures of all the Oscar winners until 1992, because I remember that Unforgiven was the last one. And I like where my bed was in my childhood room. I like would, I was facing it when I would go to sleep and I would memorize, <laughs> I would memorize nice. it. And so I memorized like every fifth year, like I remember it was the zeros and the fives. So like, I still roughly will remember those years. Like, okay. Like 1975 was one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Like 1965 mm-hmm. was, um, the sound of music. Like I remember those. And then I would like start to backfill in. Now it's not, when you get back to the twenties, you're like, I don't even know what the fuck this is. Like, what is yeah. this movie? I've never even mm-hmm. heard of it before. You can't and even there's watch no it. way to watch it. Yeah, no, exactly. Like there's no way to watch it, but there were so, definitely some that I was like from here to eternity or like on the waterfront that I had never really seen before. And I was like, or there's some that you're like around the world in 80 days. Like, should I watch that movie? And everybody's like, no, it's, it's stupid yeah. or silly. But, um, but that was like, I was the person that just like, you know, you I think you and I both were probably the person that you're like, oh, I know. I've heard that movie and all the yeah. kids around you're like, what is that movie? Yeah, you're what like, is oh, it? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. <laughs> um, Came out in 1945. And if I were to have a bucket list, seeing all those movies would be on it. Uh, totally. Totally. And just to like, and definitely there are some that are like not worth it, but there are still no. some that I haven't seen before. Like I haven't seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And I know that that's, you know. That was like weirdly a movie that I don't even think it's like a quote unquote good movie, but it was a movie that made a lot of, it was like, I say this not pejoratively, but it was like the Forrest Gump of its year. And by that, I mean, it made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And so everybody was like, oh, I guess it has to win because it made so much money. It was so popular that like it has to win. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's, and I, today I'm, again, because I am a loser who has too much time on her hands. I was watching like clips of all the best there's some YouTube thing where it was like all the best actress winners and some of them I was like I've never even heard of this movie like Geraldine Page won in like 1984 for like the trip to Bountiful or something I think that might have been the year that like Whoopi Goldberg was nominated and she didn't win because of that I might be conflating two years but um you know there's some stuff like that that I I'm like oh I need to get I need to get you know a little bit more educated that's what we'll so. do in retirement. Yes. We'll just watch <laughs> movies all the time. I, and when I'm so rich and I'll have my own theater mm-hmm. and no phones are allowed in it. So, yep. <laughs> um, okay. Moving on. Best Oscar speeches. Uh, Christy, you want to go? Okay. So my two are the previously mentioned, um, Jennifer Lawrence when I she know. fell down the stairs. Oh, <laughs> and, I love it. Yeah. So that, that was a fun one. Everyone should look that one up. Yeah. And then, the one that sticks in my mind the most because this Oscar speech um, actually created another movie, <laughs> the, the Tom Hanks Philadelphia, where he said, <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Like, it's so awkward when he's like, and these men are gay. And at the time, that probably was like, what? Because, yeah. you know, 92 or whatever. But because of that, a really fun movie called In and Out um, yes. was written. So so funny that it like a uh, oscar speech 
what's so crazy too is the only not the only reason but one of the reasons why philadelphia was made was because um what's his face the director jonathan um demi felt even though silence of the lambs is like a really amazing movie he like went into it not really like he felt really guilty about the way that he portrayed like gay or trans people and that mm-hmm. so that he was like, I'm going to like try to do it right. And like, not that it's the same thing, but he made the Philadelphia story. So like silence of the lamb sort of begets the Philadelphia story, which begets uh, Tom Hanks, an Oscar, which begets <laughs> like a really fun, made. like candy colored, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. such a weird trajectory. Yeah. Um, also um, Jennifer Lawrence, when she won the Golden Globe for um, that movie for um, Silver Linings Playbook, she, I think it's the Golden Globe or the SAG. I can't remember which one, but she says, I beat Meryl. That's, and like everybody was like, well, that's so rude. Like she's so young and stupid. Why would she say that? Well, she was quoting the First Wives Club. And I was like, that's when I fell in love with her. I was like, yeah. oh my God, she gets the reference. Like she's actually being funny. And everybody was like, what a, like a punk a upstart. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I adore her. Um, my favorite Oscar speeches, again, like I've said before, sometimes I get drunk and I watch Oscar speeches because I like <laughs> to feel something. <laughs> but um, the Robin Williams one for um, uh, Goodwill Hunting is really good, even though he's makes some like weird comments about like Harvey Weinstein. You just have to like block that out, like yeah. just block it out. But he's so excited and he hugs Billy Crystal and, you know, they've been such good friends and Billy was hosting that year. And it's like I cry because he's just he's so like effusive and it's really sweet um i also love the olivia coleman one as previously mentioned because she is also so like she had a little bit of a speech prepared but like she did not i mean glenn close was supposed to win and she Mm -hmm. was like oh my god i'm never gonna be up here again well she'll be up there she's a really good actress um and so i i and she, the way that she says Lady Gaga as like an English person makes me laugh. Like Lady Gaga, <laughs> I love so, her so much. I, I really want to be friends with her. She seems like a kick. Like she mm-hmm. seems really fun. Um, and then, even though I think she's very annoying, though I like this movie when Julia Roberts won. Um, she does. She does all the Julia Roberts things you want Julia Roberts to do. She does the laugh. I mean, she goes for way too long, mm-hmm. but she does the laugh, and it's very. You're like, oh, that's why we all fell in love with her in 1990. Like her, she just has this big laugh with her big toothy grin and it's very charming and her dress is very pretty. We're moving on to favorite Oscar moments. Me first? Yes. Um, so I have two. One is when Roberto B- Benini yep. won for Life is Beautiful and he walked on the top <laughs> of the chairs and he was just like, so filled with life and so excited and so shocked. I just loved it. That movie was so great. Um, I, I loved it. it. Of- he has my birthday. Um, oh. And I like was obsessed with that movie. And I wonder if I watch it now if I would like it because I don't know. Uh, you know, who knows how it how it ages. But I like was so excited when he won. I remember crying. Yeah. Oh, me like, too. And he's playing. I remember watching it. This is so like college I, we watched it with my film professor and he was like he's really playing up the italian part of his <laughs> like he was being very italian but yeah it's very well, cute i and the i was trying to think of when we were talking about moonlight is that it's it's not the same but it's similar in that it was such a beautiful movie about such a terrible thing yeah yeah and yeah. that's what i kind of felt about moonlight like it was so beautiful and everything 
Yeah, it's um, terrible. Every, yeah, I know it was really terrible. And then I love, love, love when Catherine Bigelow won. Not and she beat because, her ex husband. And he was sitting one row <laughs> behind her, and in your face because I do not like him. And no. first woman ever, and then also that she beat him. I, I know love it was it. pretty awesome. It was mm-hmm. pretty awesome. I mean. <sighs> It's it. What frustrated me is like a woman has to win for like essentially a war movie. Well, it's not essentially. It is a war movie, but mm-hmm. um, but I was excited, and she is, you know, she is a very her history is very interesting because she made some movies that were like not like kind of failures, and she kind of got her her director card taken away. Like you know, women can't really fail, and you know, right. so she kept pushing and pushing, and then was eventually able to like make the stuff made in his head. She, you know, had some missteps, but she's able to keep making movies, which is pretty cool. And Point Break is a great movie, which she directed. <laughs> yeah, <I> agree. <laughs> um, my two favorite ones are maybe a little bit of recency bias, but I have watched Jane Fonda say "Parasite" so many times. <laughs> I love it. It was so exciting because I like was so nervous, and I can't even remember that last year. Like who I thought was going to win, I don't think I thought it was going to be Parasite. Mm-hmm. But it was very, very cool. I mean, I guess when Bong Joon Ho won Best Director, I thought, well, maybe. But I, I just thought they would never get movie to a Rush, non for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, as previously mentioned last week, the Moonlight La La Land one is just it's like it is. It is like it was so crazy. I was at my girlfriend Emily's house. We were watching it. I was packing up my stuff. So I was like, okay, you know, it's ten thirty. I need to go home mm-hmm. and go to bed. And then all of a sudden, we're like, wait. What's like we were talking amongst ourselves. Like I was mm-hmm. like, wait, what's ha- wait, what's going on? And we're, I think we were, all, we're like, what the hell? What? I mean, it was, it is so crazy. Please, I beg of you, watch it because it is truly wild. All the people giving speeches. There's actually one punk that I hate, and I've just like I watch it so many times. There's a bald guy who's such an LA guy that probably thinks he's hot shit, and he is he the one who said. And by the way, we lost. Yes. Ugh, the way he says, so and by much. the way, we lost, makes me want to punch him in the face. Oh, it's this, such like, a sore loser. Such a And the guy, Jordan, whatever his last name is, the other bald guy, but the one that's like sort of righteous. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, don't like demean it. Like, that's mm-hmm. like, you're, you're acting like an asshole. Anyway. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it's so good. It really is. I'm going to watch it when we get off. I know. I have to. <laughs> I too. I'm going to go Again. pour myself a glass of wine yeah. and watch it. Um, okay. And finally, finally, there are your favorite dress of Oscars history. I have a couple. Is that okay? okay. Of course. Okay. Um, anything Billy Porter wears, look it up. He's yes. amazing. The um, best. The best was this like beautiful gown that was tuxedo at the top and it was just like... I don't know how to explain any dresses, but it was like tight at the top and like flared out and it yes. was black. Oh, so beautiful. Um, Natalie Portman, um, when she had engraved, um, had embroidered on her like throw over her, all of the women directors that did not get nominated that year. So good. So good. so good. And then last was um, Janelle Monet. Um, yes. You know, I have a big crush yes. on her. She uh, wore yeah. this like silver dress that had a hood on it. Yes. Oh, so was yeah. Like, that was And it was beautiful. all crystals. Oh, it's so beautiful. I mean, anything she wears is beautiful. She'll look I mean, beautiful. Well, she's but just, yeah, she can wear like a trash bag. And you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, you're so beautiful. <laughs> but I just like the gown plus hoodie. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Um, Natalie Portman also, I think it was the Golden Globes. She's she's announcing with um, 
Opie, what's his name? Um, Ron, Ron um, Howard, Ron Howard. Um, and she, (laughs) and she says like, here are all like the best men directors of this year or something. She just slides in men and his face is like, like he's like the kind of like the emoji. That's like, like all teeth. (laughs) Yeah. It's really good. Um, my favorites are, I mean, I have a lot and I could, I also have like a treatise on how I think while stylists I know are important, they have sort of ruined Oscar couture because people don't take chances anymore. Or mm-hmm. actually probably Joan Rivers ruined it because people don't want to be yes. skewered. And so it was like, people don't take chances. So like Bjork, for instance, is one of my favorites, though not at the time. But now when you look back, you're like, that's so fun. Like she was such a wild. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a goddamn swan around her neck. And it's crazy, but it's like interesting to look at. Or Cher, you know, wearing her like crazy get ups. And people just don't take those chances anymore. There was a while where everybody was wearing like blush. Like that was the only color that they were wearing were like blush dresses or like jewel tone was one year. You're like, Oh, but everybody's sort of trending in the same direction. They all look picture perfect. They've all taken 1000 pictures to make sure if a light is shining on them, you don't see their nipples or whatever. And Mm -hmm. you know, and everything is covered and everything looks perfect, which makes renders things boring to me. So, um, remember when Sharon Stone won, wore the gap <gasps> turtleneck? The oh my yep. God. It was so exciting. <laughs> oh, it was perfect. It was yeah. perfect. She looked great. Um, mm-hmm. there is also, um, the year that, uh, Brokeback Mountain was nominated 2000. Well, it's so hard with the Oscars cause they're it's for the year before, but it was mm-hmm. the 2005 slash 2006 Oscars. Um, Michelle Williams was nominated for Brokeback Mountain and she's wearing this like mustard yellow dress. Now I would look terrible in that dress, but I think she looks beautiful and whatever the combination of her lip color plus the yellow is just like perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks good it, in everything. It's she really gross. does. I know. <laughs> I know. And she has the palette of something who, somebody who shouldn't look good in everything. Cause she's like a pale blonde lady, but mm-hmm. she just, I don't know if like her face is not plain enough. I don't, cause I think she's pretty, but it, you can just kind of make it up into, it accepts makeup in a way that some people's don't, but, uh, but yeah, she looks really good. And she also has my doppelganger as her date for most Oscar ceremonies. So busy is usually yes. attending the Oscars. With her. <laughs> That's the only way busy will ever go. I know. I know. <laughs> Poor girl. Aww. Poor girl. Um, okay. So, Join us, everybody. This is sort of a precursor because we love it so much. The Oscars are April 25th at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. <laughs> so join <laughs> us. We, we'll kind of tee it up beforehand. But Christian and I will definitely be on uh, Facebook then to just join in with all the goings on. We'll be live tweeting, chatting, not tweeting, but we'll be yeah. live Facebook. However that works, we'll be mm-hmm. there and we'll be commenting on everything. And I'm really, really, really excited. And actually Bridget, this is both good and bad. Bridget told me she wants to watch the Oscars with me this oh. year, which I'm like excited about because you know, my mom passed it on to me and I want to pass it on to her, but it mm-hmm. really like harsh is my, my buzz when yeah. <laughs> she's around. You could be like, questions. well, let's watch tomorrow. I know we can, I'll tape it. We can watch yeah. it later. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, no, it's good. She'll be there. And I'll, and maybe I'll, she can pipe in with some commentary. I like her dress. That'll, mm-hmm. that'll be it. Or there'll be like Addison Ray, like a TikTok for Charlie D'Amelio or some TikTok person yeah. will be there and she'll be like, Oh my God, I know them. Yeah. Oh God. Um, okay. And question of the week, we sort of had a hard time narrowing it down, but I just thought, 
What actor or actress should have an Oscar but doesn't? There's like Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Adams doesn't have one. There's a there's a there's a lot that that don't have one. So who do you think should have an Oscar but does not? Does it have to be an actor or could it be a no, director? I, too? I think it'd be a director as well. Okay. Like what person? I was gonna say like what movie should, but like there's so many movies. But let's just single it to a person. Yeah. yeah. So, so have a good one for that. Right. Wait till the feed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to Tishi recommends. Um, oh well, I already mentioned the two Oscar e podcasts that I listened to. This had Oscar buzz, which I love. Comes out on Mondays. And Little Goldman, which came out today. Um, I like Little Goldman a lot because, like today, they focused on the Oscar shorts um, and talk about you know what they're about and which ones they liked. And I don't know. I I find it like educational. And they'll and like and they have an um, interview with Andre Day there. So and I learned that her last name isn't her last name and she had named herself a long time ago about lady day, which is Billie holiday. So yeah. I, I thought that was pretty cool. So it's, it's definitely educational and they talk about things that are upcoming that, you know, it's like buzzy things that are coming that I don't necessarily know about. So I feel very keyed in. Um, and this had Oscar buzz is just sort of silly. Oh, and I always say the guy that hosts this, one of the guys that hosts this had Oscar buzz. Um, it makes me laugh because he's from Buffalo He's also a gay man. So I'm like, he's gay Bobby Pape because he like pronounces this way. He doesn't, he just says, he sounds like Bobby because they pronounce things the same way. Like if he were to say Dallas Buyers Club, he'd be like Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> anyway, I find it very enjoyable. Um, Joe Reed is the guy's name. He's, he needs a good Twitter follow. Um, and my other recommendation, as Christy says, I have like not watched <laughs> the movies that are, re- are nominated, but Sense and Sensibility is streaming on a platform that I don't want to discuss because they are evil, but it is, and I'm going to buy it um, as per Anne's recommendation, but Sense and Sensibility is streaming, and it is still just so enjoyable, and when Emma Thompson cries, when Hugh Grant comes back, it makes me cry, Um, and I think Dave mocked me, but I was tearing up, Um, so I recommend watching it, and maybe just buying it, because it's wonderful still is really good and it won emma thompson uh best adapted screenplay in 1995 slash 96 and i think it was uh kate winslet's first oscar nomination and she is just like a baby in it she's so young but it's very good yeah the only recommendation i have is actually an announcement that mcdonald's now has orange drink back <laughs> yay <laughs> that's a good a- announcement i know there's actually a it it just reminds you of childhood, right? This yes. like oh, watery totally. orange thing. Um yes. I, I might hate it. Um but there actually is an orange drink tracker on the site <laughs> that you can find. Put your zip code in and find all the McDonald's that have it. It's so like God. You're welcome, yeah, everybody. <laughs> and they're going to start doing like, I don't know, this is probably not a great way to say it, but doing like suicides, you know, like where you do oh. <laughs> everything. Mm-hmm. Mix it. Yep. I was always scared to do it, but I would like take a sip of somebody's. It seems like yeah, it's it's just not for trouble. Right. Like I always would um, because people would do that with Slurpees and I'd be like, I don't want a Slurpee mistake. Like once you put that colon, that's a yeah. choice and yes. you can't take it back. And Slurpees are very like, that's a treat. You don't get that every day. So no, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and I have my Slurpee. My Slurpee mix is almost all Coke with a dollop of cherry on top. Oh, that's it. Yeah. There's, yep. th- there's no other. It's a good one. There's another way. Oh, I don't like, so I don't like Coke, so I wouldn't do that one. But, yeah. um, yeah, I hear you. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I love that this is still filled in to be by Anne, but the shameless Amazon plug of the week by Anne is, fuck you, Bezos. Fuck you. Yes. What should happen to him this week? All of his hair plugs fall out or his muscles yes, atrophy? something. <laughs> I've, I've had this, like, ongoing Amazon issue at work, and mm. so I'm even more like, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. We ordered Claritin for the kids, like, two weeks ago, and it's still not here. I'm like, I'm just Ew. going. Get it yeah. at Costco. I know, exactly. That's where I get it. Exactly. <laughs> so cheap. I know. All right, get involved, y'all. This show has everything.com is the website. Uh, you could also use throwyourphone.com. Join the Facebook group. It is fun. Y'all can talk about Oscar memories. Kalina, I know you have some. Come out there. Um, the show Twitter is at Tishi Show. You can email us at Tishi at 10710.com and send us a voice memo there. We love them. Um, Back swabby your butt at 617 354 uh, thanks for joining us, you guys, and hopefully you'll join us uh, next week for a little Oscar watch. And that was everything.
welcome to Hollywood. Na, 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 Hollywood. I don't really know the words, but yeah. I'll just keep singing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 